This podcast is brought to you by Voice of Vets. Voice of Vets. Hear it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. Feel it. We are joined by Professor Ramnik Aluwalia. Now, COVID-19 has uh, probably had an impact on everyone globally. Some people have been affected directly by the virus. Others have been affected by restrictions on movement and travel. And most people have experienced increased stress and anxiety levels as a result of the global pandemic we are currently experiencing at this present moment. Now, with South Africa now being ranked in the top five of the countries uh, with uh, the highest number of recorded COVID-19 cases, the impact this will have on people is indeed worrying. And this will affect the mental health of students and staff in the institutions of higher learning. A recent survey conducted jointly by the University of Johannesburg Center for Social Change found that during the lockdown period in South Africa brought by COVID-19, 45% of adults were fearful and 33% were depressed and 29% were found to be lonely. And while the survey did not focus on students in particular, there are concerns that young people may be particularly susceptible to mental health issues related to prolonged lockdown measures. And as universities, TVET colleges and CET colleges currently prepare for the safe return of students to campuses amid COVID-19, they cannot neglect the psychological support that will be needed by students and staff. And under the guidance of uh, the Department of Higher Education and Training in support with uh, the, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, Higher Health has launched a dedicated 24-hour toll-free mental helpline. For more on this, we are joined by Professor Ramnik Aluwalia, uh, he is uh, the Chief Executive Officer at uh, Higher Health SA. Uh, good morning, uh, Professor Ramnik, and welcome to Voice of Vest 88.1. No, it's a pleasure. Thank you, and good morning to everyone. Let's talk about uh, Higher Health. What is Higher Health, uh, Professor? You know, higher Health is an agency of the Department of Higher Education and Training, and it runs across uh, providing student health, student well-being, student development programs across all our public universities, TVET colleges, community education training colleges, our private higher education institutions, our teachers, anything to do with post-school education system. And what key areas does higher health focus on? You know, uh, we've got very major uh, epidemics in South Africa, which are very youth-centered. Uh, predominantly, one of them is HIV. Um, which kills about 8.1 million South Africans every year. And not everyone, 8.1 people, 8.1 million people live with this disease. And so I think we have to combat this disease through proper prevention and treatment and care and support programs. Uh, TB, um, STIs, uh, sexual reproductive health, which is unplanned pregnancies, teenage pregnancies, uh, mental health, uh, gender-based violence, sexual violence, uh, disability to support students with disability, to support students with who are um, uh, LGBTQI community, uh, drugs and alcohol, and now COVID. So all the epidemics that surround post-school education and affect our graduate success, our graduate competencies, uh, higher health intervenes into these areas. 
And under the guidance of the Department of Higher Education and Training in support with uh, the South African Depression and Anxiety Group, Higher Health has launched a dedicated 24-hour toll-free mental helpline. How did this initiative come about? You know, um, mental health has been, since centuries, been one of a major pandemic and not kind of a very diagnosed pandemic or a, a recognized pandemic. Um, a lot of stigma surrounds this pandemic. And a lot of people suffer from it. Uh, in reality, our surveys have clearly shown the rise of mental illnesses, purely even in the COVID-19 epidemic. Um, it's natural. Uh, you have a, a disease which very little is known about its future. Um, it's a very uncertain times. The academic year has been severely affected. Students do not know what is their, what is the future like. Uh, people don't know about their jobs and their realities of what the future of the jobs looks like. And uh, so the whole world is fragile at this moment. And in this period, mental illnesses like anxiety, depression, uh, and other severer form of uh, mental illnesses exaggerate or exaggerate inside the system. Um, and uh, uh, we've seen suicide remains the second biggest cause of death in higher education. Um, so what happens at 2 o'clock in the morning or 3 o'clock in the morning when a student or a staff finds themselves alone? So the aim is to have a 24-hour crisis fully supported by psychologists, social workers, counsellors, even in line with psychiatrists, in able to avert a crisis and save lives mm. so that a person doesn't find himself or herself alone and doesn't think about taking drastic decisions which could be averted or reverted away from them, you know? Mm, mm. Now, quite succinct. And is this help uh, line only restricted to students and staff or is it accessible to anyone who is within uh, the... Um, uh, perhaps uh, the higher institution? See, our main aim is to help to use this line for our disadvantaged students and disadvantaged staff members. Um, students and staff which are medical aid, they already have support structures around them. And that's a very small population uh, in reality. Um, our studies show that 96% of our students in TVET, probably about 99% of students in CET colleges and probably about 75% of our students in universities come from very poor backgrounds, um, which are historically disadvantaged in rural towns like the Zadam, in Ladysmith, and that's where our campuses are. And so is our staff, which are very disadvantaged, like our service staff, our um, other academic staff, or the staff in rural areas. So the aim is to, to be dedicated for um, all our students and disadvantaged staff community. But for, for now, it is open for everyone in the post-school education. And what professional services or programs does the Higher Health Toll-Free Mental Health Line offer? See, right from uh, the full crisis management. Uh, a crisis management is not just a call or a call away. Uh, when, it's, when a crisis line is, first of all, it's a toll-free crisis line. So as soon as somebody calls, there will be a counselor and a team that starts working with the student, understanding the situation, then following up with the student step by step, making sure the student doesn't take any drastic decisions, um, ensuring that the student is, is averted from the crisis. It takes about a few days to avert a crisis, not a few minutes. And a whole team has to work with the student or a staff at that time. 
And then once the crisis is reverted and things are beginning a bit stabilized, then they are referred to our own psychologists, higher health, but also a team of clinical psychologists um, or uh, social workers, uh, then even psychic health and our universities also have counseling units. So for long-term treatment and care, then the students are referred for care and support mechanisms. So it's a full process from a crisis to a follow-up. And universities and Tibet colleges consist of students and staff from different cultural backgrounds. How does the toll-free mental helpline deal with language barrier? So, uh, uh, four major languages have already been considered from our perspective. We are trying to ensure all uh, 11 languages of South Africa are are included in this uh, crisis line. Most of our uh, um, staff are from various parts of the country, um, uh, from Eastern Cape, from Tazilunachal, from Benda, from um, from Swana. So uh, most of the people working there have coming from native languages. They can very well speak most of our uh, native languages, but we are now slowly and growing into ensuring that all our languages are covered. For now, we are quite in control with four to five languages. Fifth is English. And, and what tremendous change have you seen uh, since its uh, inception? Are there any positive results that you've seen or perhaps uh, is it still the same? 700 crises have been averted in one month. Oh. Uh, it's just one month of its launch. 700 lives have been saved. Uh, you can see just from its launch, we had 700 people calling this call line, asking for help in averting crisis. So that's not a small number. That's a huge young people or economy of the country lives have been saved through the system in a month. 700 it is indeed a huge number. And what are you hoping to achieve from this initiative going forward? Yeah, I think uh, we live in very un- uncertain times. Uh, COVID-19 is here to stay with us. Uh, gender-based violence is very high in our system. Substance and alcohol rebuke remains a very big challenge in our system. And uh, mental health uh, since centuries or will always be one of the most difficult pandemics that the country has to engage all the time. So we hope that we continue with this crisis line, not only for COVID period, but forever, so that we can uh, be able to avert uh, life crisis uh, in our uh, academic world as far as possible. And I would like to agree with you on that one that uh, COVID-19 is yet to stay with us and it has further exacerbated uh, anxiety, depression, feelings of loneliness and fears due to the economic and academic uncertainties. And sometimes we uh, internalize these problems until they become overwhelming. How would you advise people to reach out for help as early as possible? So I think... um uh, crisis is a different thing, but if you are feeling low, so higher health does what we call it is primary screening of mental health. So higher health works on primary, secondary, and tertiary health of care. The crisis line is a secondary line of care, and tertiary line of care is referral to specialized service like clinical psychologists, psychiatrists, uh, in, in, in HIV, it is to NEMAC nurses or doctors, so and so. But Around all our campuses, whether you are in a university, a TVET college, and now in future in all the CET colleges, which is our community colleges, um, there is our uh, peer educators, 
there are our peer mentors, there are our community healthcare workers that are fully employed in all these campuses. And what they are doing is they're doing primary screening. So there's a screening by WHO that Higher Health does for mental health. Very quickly, when you go through a curriculum on mental health for two hours and then you do your risk screening, you automatically start realizing by answering those quick questionnaires that you either you are in risk of mental health or not. And should anyone find themselves on risk to mental health, even a small risk, immediately they are then linked to referral system to linkage to care, which is a secondary and a tertiary care system. In that way, we can early diagnose the diseases and solve the problems far earlier till to lead the problem to go into crisis. So I think I encourage all our students and staff to take these primary health care screenings. We do 1 million screenings a year uh, for so 1 million students across our country. Mm-hmm. And our appetite is to do as many more young people in life so that early stages they are diagnosed with diseases like mental health. If they have been sexually violated to report and seek help. If, um, they're, uh, if they are high prone, they're not taking contraception and high prone to pregnancy, take help, HIV, X, Y, and Z. And Professor Ramnik, uh, the exam season is upon us right now. Uh, great Tolls are writing the exams and hoping to be uh, at the university or in the university level next year. The first years, the second years, the, the, the fourth year students are also about to write their exams. Let's talk about the protocols for exams which have been developed for the exam season. Exactly. We, you know, since COVID-19, Highland has developed about nine protocols. And this is the ninth protocol that got, since we released our higher health guidelines through the minister on 30th of April on COVID-19. This last protocol talks about uh, right from preparation of an exam center, preparation of an invigilator or examiner, and preparation of our students, um, and right from engineering, looking into building structures, ventilation, considering the disease is airborne, um, uh, proper mechanics of uh, air, air circulation through air conditioning, um, examination halls, uh, con- avoiding congestion at the gates, hand sanitization of uh, sanitization of exam papers, uh, quarantine of papers uh, before they are distributed for writing the exam and then before they are sent back to the invigilators. So all the steps uh, right from thinking about an exam, preparing, preparing the exam centers to conducting an exam and results is through this protocol. And I think uh, this is very important because we do not want our exams to be uh, an area where COVID-19 starts spreading quite quickly. Mm. Uh, quite succinct indeed. And I'm listening to the show right now. I am going through a lot. I have uh, either anxiety, depression. How do I contact higher health? a toll-free mental helpline. So you call 0800-363636. I repeat, 0800-363636. Pick up the phone, it's toll-free. But call only if there is a real crisis in the sense, don't call to test. Whether I'm... Yes, for uh, normal primary healthcare screenings, for... um, uh, access to healthcare, it's all available at the campuses. But if you are in crisis, if you are really alone, you have no support structures around you, 
uh, you are in deep trouble, you you want to commit a suicide, or you have been sexually violated, and you are physically drained, mentally drained, don't hesitate to keep, pick up a call. There will be somebody who will help you and take you through this journey alone. You will not be alone. That is 0800-363636. And accept a call. How can I reach out for help? Is there an alternative way? Yes. Um, in every, uh, if you are in the CET college, college or a university, there is a higher health office. Um, higher health staff is there. Um, in universities, we have clinics, campus clinics who work very closely with higher health staff. Um, we have our peer educators in every campus around this country who are fully trained and capacitated on mental health screenings, primary screenings, the linkage to care, um, education of knowledge of, of uh, COVID-19 or, uh, or pandemics on protocols of COVID-19 or mental health. So I would say reach out to them very quickly. Uh, for any reason, you can't pick up this number and call. Professor Ramnik Aluwalia, thank you so much for joining us right here on VoFM 88.1. I'm grateful to you. Thank you. That is uh, Professor Ramnik Aluwalia. He is uh, the uh, Chief Executive Officer uh, for Higher Health. This podcast was brought to you by Voice of Vids. By Voice of Vids. To hear more of our shows, tune in to 88.1. Or stream by www.vofm.co.za.